<laughs> Did anyone happen to catch what Brandon said in the natural realm today during the Joel's bar? <laughs> <laughs> when did anyone happen to catch what he was preaching about? Because <laughs> all I could hear was a spirit man preaching about time travel. And he was like opening up to sw for us to swim in the depths of eternity in his heart. It was like the deepest wells of eternity. It was so crazy. Like I could only hear what his spirit was saying. Like I could hear that he was speaking, but all I could hear was the spirit. So I'm like, I bet this is a completely different sermon, <laughs> like on the other realm. So I think wouldn't it be interesting to hear like what he was saying in the, in the natural realm? I don't know if anyone caught it or not today, but that had to have been wild. It was like multi-dimensional preaching. Hey, Sandra. Hi, hey, Sandra. Hi, guys. Good evening. Lori. That was so awesome. It knocked me out. I, uh, Oh, I, <laughs> 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 I got back from the grocery store today. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> put you under for surgery just that rush of like i'm going down <laughs> it was within like two minutes i got like one hit ko knocked out blacked out i was i knew i could feel it i'm going down here we go <laughs> i don't know where i went i remember i vaguely remember going places and it was all kinds of stuff happening but at the same time part of the time i was getting knocked out i could hear him preaching uh, it was so crazy and then after that I woke up and it's like after Joel's bar Joel's bar is over and I'm laying in my bed and I'm like I couldn't even move my whole body was like paralyzed and my bones were shaking on fire mm -hmm. and I was like well I can't really move right now so I guess I'll just close my eyes for a little longer <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here for now, so. And then I came back out of that, went to some other places. And I thought, what in the heck was that sermon? So of course, I got to put it on again. <laughs> and that's when I started hearing him preaching about time travel and eternity and stuff. But it was like, it would be really interesting to hear if anyone was able to hear what he was saying, like, physically. Something about upgrades, right? Yeah. That must have been some kind hey, of upgrade. Hey, Rochelle. Welcome. <laughs> Hey. Hey. So, hey. I have been I've been with you all for years. You just oh. have never seen me before. Oh my goodness. It's good to, God. good to meet you. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> nice to see you in your earth suit. <laughs> oh yeah. Rebecca and Rochelle are both in Austin. Are you yeah. in Austin? Oh my, oh you're my not. God. Eventually, we'll have like a ATX. I love yeah. it. Oh, this is brilliant. Oh, Where do you live in Austin? Uh, Georgetown. I used to live in North oh Austin, but I moved out to Georgetown. 
That's amazing. I like it. You know, the parking, beautiful, beautiful views and like trees. It's so gorgeous. But I do miss the food from North Austin, though. <laughs> 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 if I look at all the top rated restaurants around here, it's kind of like, oh, right. dry and weird land where there is no seasonings. <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for all. I sleep with you all every night. <laughs> I mean, Aww. you know, I fall asleep. Feels like with we know each every, other. I'm serious. I've oh. I've known you all for. I've known Brandon for years. Oh, this is wonderful. Ever since I uh, I came back from Mozambique, and mm -hmm. a friend of mine said, "Check out this guy," and I <laughs> started watching. That was three years ago. Oh so thank you, Brandon. Yes, You're such you, an Brandon. amazing, amazing you, rock star. It's a, it's Bless 11 o'clock here. So I'm like, I was so excited to see. I've been with you all, all week. It was so fun. Yeah. To, you all, <laughs> I've been, I got so, I was driving today in, was listening to your radio station and I have no idea but it was insane I could almost not drive <laughs> I was like just getting hit so hard that I I knew that I had to log in tonight because I don't have to get up in the morning so party. I was like party yeah. all night <laughs> awesome so yeah so thank you all so much y'all you do this laboring that's so mm. gentle and so easy for so many that you'll never even know or someday you'll know mm. how much you have impacted so many people. So mm. thank you. Yourself. If anything, I just bless you all so much. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. You're so amazing. I feel like I totally know you. <laughs> yeah. Glory. Awesome. <laughs> and yeah, and just one more thing about my mom. You were so yeah. instrumental in the healing of my mom. Uh, she uh, fell. I don't know if you remember. It was when you all were doing the uh, the uh, prophetic tongue. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> she was so happy with you all. So thank you. She's doing much better, but awesome. this COVID thing has been mm. rough for her, but she's drinking as much as she can. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> mm. Bless you mm. with the river. Glory. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Lord. Mm. So nice here. Mm. Hey, Jake. Hello. Oh, is the glory? <laughs> it's really nice. Oh, glory. I was just telling him, Jake, I got paralyzed for a portion of the evening today. And I blacked out for Joel's bar. Like I could feel, you know, like when they put you under for surgery and then you, you're like, oh, I'm going down <laughs> within two minutes of the Joel's bar starting. And I blacked out for the entire thing and woke up later and I was still paralyzed and my bones were on fire and I couldn't move. And that was a struggle. Like later I came back to and I was hearing him preaching and stuff. And so then I put it on again 
And it was all about like time travel and swimming in eternity in Brandon's heart. He's like opening oh up his gate for God. us all to swim in his heart in eternity. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yeah. How do you want, Jake, how would you like to dive into Brandon's heart into eternity? What would be like your preferred way to jump in? I typically use a diving board. I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what substances would you like to partake? And cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> what substances would you like to partake right before we jump in? You're not in yet? <laughs> I like to go again. I like to, I like to go again. <laughs> Maybe some of that thousandfold golden glory ketamine. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Thank you for that. <gasps> Bless these ones. Whoa. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh. Oh. Mm. Amazing. Oh. Been such an acceleration on holiness this week. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Love your holiness, Lord Jesus. Uh, the other week, uh, I was taken to a psalm, and it specifically said, do not fail to breathe your holiness into me. And today, specifically, I just sent it off to Ruth, um, talking about um, in Ephesians, and he chose us to be his very own, joined us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Mm. Like specifically highlighted holy, unstained innocence mm. was what I think both Ruth and I were crying out for yesterday, and then Ruth and I took this in too. Yeah, this fire is really attacking lust. The attack on the saints is not from the enemy, but from the Father Himself. The Father's love is on the attack against lust in the saints yeah. and it's a beautiful thing <sighs> yeah. part of his requirements for opening up this new realm that he literally just is creating for this time like a brand new realm that didn't even exist where is the requirement is a deeper holy holiness deeper sanctification throughout the bones, the bowels, everything is like really, really deep cleansing fire. Literally the night that the Lord said he agreed that he was going to open this realm, the very next day, we all start getting flooded with all kinds of messages, everybody freaking out. <laughs> it was like, like, all right, it's happening. <laughs> Praise God. How's the fire? <laughs> it's really good. 
And then while you guys are in transition, uh, we always recommend we have our Joel's Bar 24-7 broadcast live stream. Check it out, redletterman.com. It really helps. Uh, you can just put it on in the background while you're freaking out about the fire. There's mm. some RLM Bible going on. And just relax and enjoy the fire. Yeah, once you get a taste of the glory in your mouth, you can't go back into religion. It's seven times worse. So just keep going, and the glory will really refine you. And there is awesome peace and rest in the glory. Amen. Everyone I've ever seen, though, literally hundreds of thousands has manifested. I've never seen a person not manifest when they come into Red Letter Ministries. Not one. You, it's always it's always the most bizarre drama. It's always the most bizarre manifestations. I mean, and it's across the board. I mean, seer, prophets, apostles, teachers, evangelists, pastors, businessmen, college students, teenagers. It doesn't even matter. If you're a human being, the glory of God will bring stuff out of you that you don't even know exists. It's always purifying us and sanctifying us in a deeper glory within our hearts. <laughs> it's perfecting our DNA. It's cleansing our bloodlines. It's continuously giving us a blood transfusion. The angel of death passed over the blood of the lamb that was on the doorpost. So the angels check our blood for the glory in it. And if there's glory in your blood, they'll pass right over you. They can't live inside the holiness of God the Father. But if the blood is corrupted with sin and all kinds of stuff, they can come right in the house. They can pass through the soul. They can enter the gates. Only if the blood is purified in the light of his glory will the angel of death pass over a person. And so it's all about getting perfected in the light, getting the light into your blood, getting glorified. The life is in the blood. The blood of Jesus is the cup of the new covenant. And drinking it into your heart, drinking it into your mind, drinking it into your bones, and letting it transfigure you so that there be no demonic influence whatsoever in our souls. The promised land is simply no demons. <laughs> Pretty simple stuff. <laughs> You'd be surprised how nobody's there. <laughs> People still deal with stuff, and if it's not your stuff, it's someone else's stuff every time you leave your door. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting cleaned up but it's a messy messy birth and God is not afraid to get into the guts of the animal sacrifice the Old Testament symbolized us getting into the mess of humanity getting dirty and washing it and cleaning it up the river of life can clean up anything <laughs> There's just nothing that it can't bleach whiter than snow. Turn every head white with lamb's wool, with no spots and no wrinkles. 
Thank you, Father. Uh. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hi. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Hey, Can you see the Lord Jesus's white hair? Yeah. It's the hair of glory. It's the crown of glory. No mixture with darkness whatsoever in his head. Pure white, lamb's wool. That's why your spirit has silver hair, because it looks almost like Jesus's. Thank you, Jesus. What is burning plastic? What does it mean? That baker-like plastic smell? I smell it everywhere, every now and then where I go. Does it mean anything to anyone? Plastic is the fakeness burning off all of everything that's fake. If someone's plastic, that means they're fake. <laughs> Burning up the outer man, the outer shell, the plastic part of the human to get into the true innermost being. To find the treasures and the jars of clay. Glory. <laughs> Instead of burning a hole in the ozone layer, you burn a hole in the glory zone layer. <laughs> if the flesh is the woman, right? It was like making me think of like destroying the plastics for Mean Girls. <laughs> Taking down the plastic. Amen. Get hit by a bus. <laughs> I didn't push her. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Glory. Well, that's gonna be exciting. Tomorrow we got a a new, a new intern 
coming from San Antonio. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to have, I mean, like four interns It's uh, in the crack house. It's the most we've ever had. Including Brian. Brian's an intern. He's doing an internship, too. So cute. <laughs> He's so happy. Yeah. He's so happy to be here. And just, it's crazy because I've never seen him transform so fast. Mm-hmm. Like it's just he's he's been here forever and from point a to point b mm-hmm. where you know he he moved here lived in his truck for years in the snow ridden minnesota met us for the first time ran, couldn't look me in the eye ran away for months you know and and everything sent till the point where he actually lived in the love shack with people like he had not been with people forever what this man has gone through and now he's here and mm-hmm. everybody's feeding love into him i'm telling him you got to chew your food before you swallow like and he <laughs> so wrapped and so loved and then he was pouring out rainbow whateverness on like everybody on bridegroom's chambers the next day I asked him for some and it was just so lit and he's just feeling so loved and he's so happy to be here. So then within since he since he got here and started sleeping in the basement, the transformation has been exponential. Mm-hmm. Like he's reading scripture out loud and making videos and like he's practically our behind the scenes like camera guy. <laughs> It's such a testimony, uh, the difference between just being around and actually doing the internship. So that's another thing to want to encourage. If anyone's just kind of on on the fence a little bit, you want to, you're like, eh, you know, or even if you're kind of you know, in the area and you visit sometimes, consider doing an internship. It really is a big difference. The massive uh, impartation and changes and personal uh, ministry from our, our ministry team and intern pastors. It's just, it's really wild. Being there uh, day and night in that kind of an open heavens is absolutely life-changing. We've had about 100 people tell us over the years, we've been doing this now 12 years every day, and about 100 different people have said it's a thousand times more intense in person than it is online. Online, people have all their interpretations and perceptions and ideas and stuff. In person, it's just all burned away. Absolutely. I mean, it, the glory is so mm-hmm. intense mm-hmm. that people literally will trance mm-hmm. out for hours on end when they just come in the crack house. Like today, after Joel's bar, everyone's in the circle, and I mean, just completely tranced out. No one can even talk. <laughs> um, I got my seer prophet Samuel over, and he's like, you guys are in such a deep realm of worship right now that it's deeper than words mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're going into the realms of glory that are too deep for words where it's just speaking by telepathy communicating spirit to spirit and understanding one another <laughs> knowing what's in each other's hearts and communicating heart to heart bypassing the brain just like in tongues to the father, spirit to spirit. It's getting really good. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I stopped being able to understand your sermons in English. I just hear the spirit version. It was of it completely different today. This week has been so different, and I got hit with the glory so hard this week that I could barely teach. And then today, the anointing was so different. It was just clarity, the angel of revelation, and just a flow, and really felt on top and higher than religion, and such a freedom to dance over religion as I preach. And I'm usually, for you know, 10 years of preaching, there's a combating face-to-face -face with the enemy. You know, you go right into the camcorder. You know, we got people that have dedicated whole websites to smearing our name, backbiting and murdering us and gossiping. And I mean, there's negativity galore about us everywhere because of what we're pioneering in the glory. And so it's like oftentimes speaking directly into the throne of Satan for years. <laughs> And now, because of the elevation and the resurrection over all that religious darkness, it's like a playful dance over the dead, resurrected from the dead while in the body, so that you can preach from the heavenly realm over all the wrestling with the principalities, over all the demons in the angelic realm, in the angelic sphere with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in New Jerusalem. And to speak from that realm of freedom and peace of the promised land formed in our hearts. We're entering into that place and that place that you speak from that I'm describing is the seven thunders <laughs> that were sealed until this time. That you'll speak from the Father's throne in heaven on earth completely over the curse of the fall. And I really don't feel like I'm perfectly there yet, that there's still some wrestling. But this was the highest and freest I've ever felt in 15 years of preaching today. It's truly oh. phenomenal. And it's what the fire of God is producing. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful for this fire. While the fire is intensifying, I mean, you almost go brain dead. It's almost like you forget all the revelation of all the years. <laughs> you know, you're almost like flying blind. <laughs> You, you like you go over the years like what did I even talk about what did I teach about the fire burns all the knowledge up and so it's really a place of vulnerability like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly where you're just burning you don't remember what you ate you don't remember what you feasted on all those years of feasting 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 and it just turns into fire and burns the flesh and produces a greater glory and I feel like we're coming out the other end of all this fire from all this feasting to produce a greater glory, glory and a greater clarity to communicate these mysteries out of heaven. <laughs> it's really exciting. Congratulations. I've never felt anything like tonight. It was uh, the greatest glory I've ever felt at Joe's Bar. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> never seen before. Amazing. All right. Thank you. And to have such unity in our tribe, it's really <laughs> the greatest refinement we've had tribally. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done, but this is by far the best it's ever been. Oh, yeah. I mean, the hearts are getting so purified. People's, people's love is coming right out, the sincerity of their spirit shining. 
and spirit to spirit, iron sharpening iron, just people becoming real disciples of heaven and then communicating it to one another in revelation, in the light, knowing each other in the light of each other's spirit life. (laughs) Amen. This community that we have, it's like so many years of craziness. <laughs> yeah, it's been total just chaos. absolutely horrid. <laughs> like just horrid. And and it's just it's like almost like what is this really how community's living now? Like we actually help each other and clean up each other's messes and, and spiritually and spiritually and physically. Whereas like the demons that would manifest over who does the dishes, I don't have to deal with this is like not in this community. I'm like, whoa. The whole community has been resurrected. Yeah. There's a real beautiful honor in the, in, in our tribe now. And I'm noticing even the personal messages coming my way, um, asking for you know prayer, and the, the, even the way they are formed. The questions are formed are in a place of of they're almost ask, answering their own question, and they're really coming from a place of of wanting to overcome and wanting to be uh, you know more in harmony with each other. So thank you guys. Thank you everybody who's watching. Thank you, everyone who's here. Let me just honor we can Samuel. Feel, we can feel your hearts loving and loving the Father, and it's really awesome. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks. I got to honor you, Sandra, because something very significant of God the Father happened today. Um, Rebecca had her groceries delivered from Whole Foods, and they had four packages, and instead of her name on it, it said, elder and so she sends me the picture as i look on my phone to see the picture that says elder i had literally typed out elder referring to sandra at the Mm -hmm. same exact time and god the father said she's an elder in the tribe yeah that's crazy when i saw that picture i total sign and wonder wow i immediately thought of sandra the moment i saw that picture and i saw her yeah wow Okay. Yeah, I had you, there were four yeah. elders for, delivered for to my door today. <laughs> I, I really feel like, you know, I really feel like that since I was put on the planet a little bit ahead of you guys for the most part, that um, I've been sort of trained on this planet to be ready to be a good wisdom mother for you guys. And that's my, that's where I want to be. And I'm glad that I'm an elderly person. I like this very much. And uh, I really take it as my highest calling in my life. And I'm glad that it's here. And um, thank you. Thank you, you guys. I love you all. God bless you so much. Amen. Bless you. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) And that's the wonderful thing about the Father's glory is it honors all the experiences you've ever had with him in your life when others didn't see. The Father is so honorable, he remembers every little thing when you turn toward him in your heart. Huh, your whole life. 
And so the father will always honor a person who has honored him in the hidden place. When we honor him in the hidden place, the father honors us in the public place. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. So that everyone can see their relationship with God the Father from the inside out. Whoa. Amen. Whoa. So it's crystal clear who knows God better than others, and that's fine. So that the, the ones that really have spent significant time with the Father can help the other ones know the Father more. That's really our role in this tribe is to help everyone know the Father more. Glory. Glory. I have multiple GTs for this tribe that calls it Champions League. Mm. Yeah, Champions League. You guys are the champions. Holy. Yeah, there's a sign all around Minneapolis that says Champions or something on it, and it always, it always pops out like whenever we drive past it. <laughs> I remember when uh, I was like a missionary for Substance Church, like, I don't know, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, and uh, they were just a church plant at the University of Minnesota, and I just graduated Bible college, and God had me working with them for a season, and uh, they had a men's group, and God had me involved in the leadership of the men's group, and we called it Band of Brothers, and I'm praying and fasting and pressing in, you know, just graduated from Bible college, on fire, full-time ministry, praying in tongues, like, a lot, like several hours a day, and so I'm hearing the audible voice of God within me very clearly. And I go into this meeting of men and the father says, this is the band of brothers. This is Gideon's 300. And that was my introduction to Gideon's 300 and the drinking. And then he, he brought me into Ezekiel 47. And that was the river, the river and the drinking and the leaders. And even though most of those men went their way, there was still an impartation and a teaching that was learned during that season that carried on every single season afterwards. It was the foundation of Red Letter Ministries, it was, was Band of Brothers. We had about 50 men at one point in that group, and God said, teach them like Gideon's 300, how to drink the living water, <laughs> to lap it up like dogs, and it was, it was amazing, and you know, I was there a season and just started getting drunk in the glory. And it really was about the formation. It was such a deep prophecy that it goes really into the depths of humanity to find the drinkers. What the father was saying was basically a table like Melchizedek presented to the nations. Who will drink like dogs? Who will be the wild drinkers? <laughs> Who will be Gideon's 300? I believe it was an invitation 14 years ago. Who will be Gideon's 300? Who will be the government of God? <laughs> do, do you realize the government of God is chosen by how they drink? The natural government of man is chosen by how they think. They're all lawyers. But the government of God is not chosen by the brain 
but by the heart, by those who know how to drink the river of the Holy Spirit and yield their carnal members to, to God. <laughs> <laughs> and so year after year, it was an invitation to see who will drink, who will drink wildly, who will get out of control. And all Gideon's 300 had to do was let their light shine. They bring their oil lamps up on the hill and make noise. Drink oil and fun. And then all the enemies of Gideon turned on each other and destroyed themselves because the enemy can't touch the wild drinkers. They break their feet and shout. <laughs> so, you know, 14 years later, here we are. The nations have responded. There's people from all over America, there's people from all over the world that have responded to become Gideon's 300. That's truly what this is. This isn't about a ministry. This is about the government of God. <laughs> it's different. This is yeah. about the Father's throne. We don't care about a title. We don't care about a name. We only care about the kingdom, and we really mean it, and I've been living for it for many, many years, to form the true throne room company. And the throne room company, like 24 elders around his throne, is only formed by drinking. Revelation 22.1 I saw a river flowing from the throne, crystal clear and sparkling. Who will drink that river like a dog? So it looks horrendous in the realm of the natural, even blasphemous to the religious. We had a brother here that's in bridegroom's chambers all the time. His mom said if he stayed with RLM, he'd be kicked out of the house. You all know him. He messaged me. He's like, my mom says, if I stay with RLM, she will kick me out of the house tonight. I'm like, oh man, you are so blessed. What? I said, what an honor. He's really going to bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, glory. Glory. <laughs> there's there's so many sacrifices that we've all made to be here because we know it's worth it and then we we put value onto our father versus the value system of the world and it grows us in strength but more importantly it grows us in connection with our father and we learn how he's a provider he is full of peace and joy, and he's worth all these sacrifices. And some of them are heavier than others. You know, I'm I'm not um, disregarding that. That's a that's a very um, sad thing for a mother to do. That's that's really <laughs> that's really not good. But um, <laughs> you know, it's wonderful you guys are here. And we together are uh, doing our part. And so what if you, if we can't get online and be here for the, the live feed? We still are receiving because we're connected. In the heart, we're connected. People have each other's 
addresses. We're sending handwritten notes to each other. I mean, this is true, really kind, gentle fellowship. This is something that the Father really shines his face upon. It's genuine and sincere. Nobody's trying to get, you know, get something on somebody else. This is a beautiful place, and it's wonderful. And, of course, there's going to be warfare to push against us. Um, but stay stay focused on the Father. And, and Paul faith. says in the Colossians, Blessed are you for believing me, having never seen me. Do you understand um, that he had never even met the Colossians when he wrote that epistle to them? Uh, That's even... A thousand times more distant than the internet. (laughs) So biblical Christianity is far out. This thing is completely mystical. And what these men and women actually lived like is completely wild. They are the wildest people in the world. They're the wildest people that ever lived. (laughs) Renegades who turned the world upside down. (laughs) It's going to be great. We're going to get knocks on the door and all of a sudden... One of our angels will be standing at the door. Oh, yeah, come on in. Come on in, Jen. Come on, have a cup of tea with us. <laughs> Even That's I were just talking is. about that the other night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon was talking about time travel mm-hmm. by his oh. spirit. There's a lot about time and space and travel and stuff the Lord is starting to open up. And there's been little foretastes of it here and there. So it'll be interesting to see what plays out. That's getting really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I think it was like two Joel's bars ago. I started entering into like a spacelessness where it's like, yeah. Just like I can't, it's almost like my hand might be way down here on my lap, but it feels like it's right next to my face. But it does that for like, if I think about Andrew and all of a sudden I'm right next, like, cause it was just no, no, there, yep. Space, man, there's no distance. <laughs> well, the river runs throughout the ages. So when you put your soul in the river, the ages are cleansed through your soul. So you become without beginning and without end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're literally one with the great I am, present in the past and the future, constantly. Have I not said you are gods? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you guys want to hear about the closet portal from last night? 
Sure. Right. So, <laughs> I this, uh, Dave, ever since the 16th, the night of our broadcast on here, ever since then, I can't sleep at night, all night, the whole night. I just can't sleep. <laughs> it's happened in different times before, especially when Jake and I would do heavy drugs all night. I wouldn't sleep until maybe like 7.30, 9.30. Just completely buzzing. And, but ever since that night when we talked about what happened outside of time, I haven't been asleep all night, every night. I just lay there and go into the different experiences, you know, whatever. But it's just a phenomenon. And so during the day, I'll take a nap. At some point, it ranges typically between two to four hours. Sometimes I wake up in between. It's not usually a consistent nap. Um, but I haven't been able to sleep all night, every night. It just doesn't happen. Uh, so I just embraced that. So last night I decided to go shut myself in my closet <laughs> and put the little pillow over like covering the cracks. So it'd be like really dark in there. Cause I haven't sat in the, I like to sit in the dark and talk to God. It helps to see better. <laughs> and so as I was sitting there in the dark, and I'm looking at, I was looking at like the quantum entanglements in the spirit realm. I haven't looked at them in a long time. It's probably been like months where I sat really in the dark just and looked. And they were going off like sparklers. They were swirling, they were twirling, they were doing all kinds of stuff. There was all kinds of angelic sparkles going on everywhere. It's like the substance of faith, like all over the place. It's like, Christ exploding and sparkling through all things. So it's really, really encouraging. But um, I was sitting there and waiting and just like talking to the Lord. But I looked down in my hands and there was this green light all around my hands. I could see and it was like pitch black in the in the in the room. So I was moving around and the light would move around. And then I looked at the sparkling entanglements, the little lines going over. So I prayed over them and was shooting glory out of my hands and swirling them. And then they started to swirl into one like vortex. And the first thing that came to mind was that Sea of Galilee vortex word from the other day. And then it, it was all condensed. It was going into that one swirl, which is shooting sparkles and colors out. And then all of a sudden something touched my leg. <laughs> I freaked out. <laughs> like it was, I was wearing like shorts or whatever. And so like my skin was bare, it, something touched me. And then I got up and ran out of the closet because I'm a big baby. I was a chicken. I was like, ah! and turned out there. I was like, maybe it was the angel. Maybe I looked right. I turned the light on right away and looked around. And I was like, I don't see any bug. It didn't feel like a bug. It felt like soft. So I was like, that's enough of that for tonight. Let's go watch some TV now. <laughs> I can't lie like that. I can't make it up. It's just like. That was my initial reaction to to that was like, okay, let's get out of here <laughs> before the portal opens. <laughs> run, <laughs> like the natural instinct for like run, just overwhelmed me. And so I I told Brandon about it the next day. I was like, and as soon as he said it was an angel, huge angel flash right next to me went off, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> It was an angel mm. feather. It makes that's what it felt like. It felt soft like that. So, you guys, yeah, this is so nuts. But I'll try not to be a baby next time. I'm not freaking <laughs> out. 
like a little more trust in God that I'm not gonna die because an angel's feather of a wing touched me. <laughs> I suppose Daniel didn't do too much better either. Ah. Okay. His fall <laughs> deer in the headlights. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you grow in the glory. You really are growing and allowing God to touch you. Mm. And we've been so mishandled in this world and we're so wounded <laughs> that it, it takes years to let him really touch you or you are comfortable with feeling the angels continuously. It's taken mm -hmm. me years to get into that place where it's like totally normal continuously. So you just give people as much love as it takes to heal them mm -hmm. so that God can physically touch them with his mm -hmm. angel feathers. Because he will, mm -hmm. what does it say in Psalms 91? He'll clothe you in feathers. He'll cover you mm -hmm. in feathers. Mm -hmm. And so we need to come to a place where we're wearing mm -hmm. the armor of the mm -hmm. angels. <laughs> oh. I mean, myriads, because the Father's throne has risen in our heart. <laughs> and so as the Father's throne rises in your heart, your soul adjusts to that kind of heavenly touch, and you're not used to it. You're used to darkness, where it's like, don't touch me, privacy, privacy, privacy. Mm -hmm. Listen. The privacy in heaven is totally different. There's privacy in heaven, but it's there's so much light and there's so much involvement heart to heart that, I mean, you're turned inside out when the light really comes through you. You know, everything hidden in darkness brought into the light, everything whispered in the closet is shouted from the rooftop is the entrance into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> so it's it's very, very uncomfortable, uncomfortable for people that are used to hiding things and staying in hidden places because everything in heaven is is seen <laughs> and you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and so that takes a major adjustment for most people that are hiding all kinds of wounds in their hearts and even though God can see them we have to bring them into the light by opening the door which is inviting God to come and fellowship literally physically with his light, his glory comes into us physically in areas of our heart where the world has been bad to us. That's why you go from glory to glory because you're just not ready for the fullness of the Father's glory right away. It's room by room until the whole mansion of the soul is filled with the Father. Whoa. Um, That's exactly what Jesus was saying the other day in some of those... Um, deep realms is going in the heart healing was how badly he wanted to bring us into deeper and deeper places. Just exactly what pretty much like paraphrasing exactly. Brandon was like paraphrasing exactly what Jesus was saying um, about opening up. To, it's like all those little and all those big things that you feel towards people and towards God in your heart, even though you say one thing, but we just don't, we believe something else in our heart. You know, why are we afraid to let, like, why am I afraid to be touched by an angel wing and like run out the door? Because <laughs> it's like that flinch, you know? Um, you've been, you know, maybe you've been hurt so many times or, be, or whatever. This is a different kingdom 
That's why I keep hearing them say it again and again. It's different this time. It's different this time. You know, you but the to, angels speak that over you. It's different. You this have to time. get past the offense of show me on the doll where the Holy Spirit touched you. <laughs> because, I mean, you are completely clothed with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the clothing of holiness inside and out by your Creator. And it's even extremely, extremely intimate. <laughs> but it's perfectly pure. People will get uncomfortable by that because they hide <laughs> secret lust. And so mm -hmm. you just get vulnerable with the Lord of glory and let his light work and rub on you. And he's very patient. He just he'll just dance with you and stuff will fall off. <laughs> he'll just hold your hand and walk through the garden of your heart until the shame falls off. Oh, there's shame. Big time shame. Everybody deals with it because everyone comes out of darkness and sin. And there'll be stuff getting unburied inside people they don't even know exists. Areas where the memory is seared. And every soul has those areas because you don't have a perfect photographic memory going back through in utero. But you can. <laughs> you can. You can have every single moment that your spirit, since you came from the Father, and were formed in your mother's womb, you can have every single moment perfected by the river of life. So every memory is light with no darkness at all. That's how Jesus operated in such incredible power because he had perfect memory of his spirit by perfect righteousness conceived of the Father and his spirit just grew through his body until he just manifested his spirit and power for three years of ministry. All it was was who he was as a spirit anointed of the Father, and the body was just the container of all the treasures of God the Father. Amen. Yeah. It's good to see Trula on here. Welcome. Hey, Trula. Hey, Trula. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Love you, Trula. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. It's all good. Your phone's breaking up a little bit. Hallelujah. Praise mm. God. Oh, it's mm. wonderful. The Father mm. is so wonderful to us all yeah. the time. He's so sweet. He never gives us rocks or snakes. Always mm -hmm. more fish and always more bread. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's funny that you say that right then, because Trula is actually the one who quotes that to me the most. Okay. Saying that you guys are asking for bread and not snakes, and you're going to get... It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Amen. Good father. Yeah, he's a good father. Yeah, Restoring I had a, trust. I had a wonderful experience. I didn't realize that I had some places within my heart um, having to do with, you know, our childhood and upbringing, things like that. And, and in a dream, this father came to my bedside and tucked me in, tucked my sheet up like this, and 
went like that. And he said a few words, I won't share the words, but the words were precisely to the point of the wounding that I didn't even know I had. And even in the dream, I didn't want to even receive what he was saying because then it was like I was in shock. Um, he said it again in the dream, and then I was able to come into agreement with this acknowledgement of the injustice that happened, and then the covering of the sheet and that whole impartation of what it would feel like, you know, to have being tucked in at night as a little child. Completely healed and restored. I didn't have to have any kind of public shaming or anything like that. The Lord just did it sovereignly in his perfect time. And it, it's been like that over and over again. And he is, he is very, very safe with all of the woundings in our hearts and all the places that have, um, you know, we think that we're broken and all that. The Lord knows exactly what he's doing. And he's a good father. Love covers. That's really good. Mm -hmm. love covers it doesn't publicly shame and expose you know the law of the sin of death or the the pharisees bringing the woman you know caught in adultery or whatever out in front of everyone public shame exposing threatening violence that's the law of sin and death jesus came with his law of love and didn't condemn her mm -hmm. He and covered in, in, in RLM, this ministry is the Father's ministry, like Brandon says. So it's it's individual, it's perfect, it's it's just what we need in just the right amount of time, and um, it's it's hands off, it's human hands off, and Father's hands on. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. just wonderful. Thank you, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just so interesting that scene, looking at the two different laws in effect at how they handle a person's sin. The fruit of the one, the, the law of sin and death, was would be death. If they went ahead with their, you know, how they dealt with the woman, publicly shaming her, exposing her, right? Exposing the nakedness, attacking, accusing, killing, pointing the finger, and the fruit of that would have been her death. Whereas Jesus, he covered, protected. He disarmed her accusers. He forgave. He washed her. To remove the sin with love. And the fruit was eternal life because then she knew the Father, what he was really like. And this is to know the Father is to know him through the Son. That's eternal life. And that's the well that she drank from. Mm -hmm. When he gave her that was, she cool. realized who God really is because of what he did for her and who <laughs> he is. And when she realized that that is God, <laughs> she came under the law of sin, or not the law of sin, she came out from the law of sin and death and into the law of love, the law of grace, which is Christ. Because love canopy covered her. Yeah, I love that scripture. It says in that scripture that Jesus, he raised himself up at one point, and then she saw that there was nobody there to accuse her. 
And I love that, that Jesus, in, in our lives, Jesus raises himself up to a standard that is um, perfect for us. And as he raises his standard up, the accusers have no, they, they can't um, throw stones, they can't, it's over, game over. Jesus is, Jesus is standing in the house. <laughs> and, and him within you makes you the light of the world. So I just want you guys, you know, any viewers or any, just kind of take a moment and close your eyes and look at yourself in that situation. You can be Christ to people like that. In that situation, when you see someone who is innocent, you when you can see their fault, their issue, their sin, their problem is just shining. You that's what you can see is that false light shining. That's what you see. Will you be the Pharisee to her or to him? Or will you be Christ? Will you go on and slander and spread gossip and accusations, shaming, exposing? accusing and agreeing with all the fallen angels because the facts are the facts and that's that that's the law that's, that's the rules that's the that's the new testament or will you be christ protect cover love wash so that they can get up take up their mat and sin no more so they can go and be a different person a new person washed by love it's a completely different way of thinking than you know so-called discipleship in church buildings, you know, in, you know, in this, this previous age that we're coming out of, it's very different. Do you have to be right? Is it more important to, for you to be right about what they should and shouldn't do? Or is it more important for you to be righteous, holy, loving? That's humility. It's more important to be righteous, to be loved, than to be right about someone's problems, to be right about what they should and shouldn't do. Because that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What you are right, based on the Bible, I'm right about what you should and shouldn't do. And I'm going to accuse you and, and slander you and expose you and tell everybody your sin. You're a Pharisee and a demon and a partner with the fallen angels. And it's recognized in the angelic realm when you partner with the fallen angels, there's certain protocol in every angelic realm. And they don't, you can't make excuses to the angels. They know. So when you're partnering like, and constantly doing the will of the fallen angels and you are doing that on a regular basis and that's the kingdom that you serve and you call yourself a Christian, when you call on your angels who've been assigned to you, supposed to be assigned to you in your time of need, why would you set up all kinds of legal roadblocks and things like that for you to even receive help? Now they have all kinds of arguments against you by fallen angels because, well, you're, you belong to them. You partner with them. You've agreed with all their accusations in the court of law of sin and death. And so you're held and bound by that legal agreement. And there's nothing you can decree and say, and oh, I'll just do this little prayer real quick. No. Bullshit. Doesn't work like that. You can believe in your head it works like that, but it doesn't, and you'll die. And you can think you're right to the very bitter end, and you're dead wrong. 
but you know, it's not too late. You can forsake that, ask for the mind of Christ, you know, apologize to Jesus, apologize to the angels for making their lives so difficult. Like apologize, maybe apologize to the angels for what you've done. Apologize to the people that you've hurt, slandered, accused, or have aired their dirty laundry all over the place. You know, um, just it's humility and it's love and there's no condemnation. Oh, well, what will happen if I come back to my father's house? I'll throw you a party. <laughs> there's so much grace and love in the kingdom of God. Give you that don't ever buy that pipe. garbage from the enemy. Amen. Don't ever buy that garbage from the enemy that you're stuck. It's too late. Just come on back home. The father, his ways are so good. He'll bless you, cover you, heal you, wash you. The life. craziest revelation is that the younger one was a hedonist. Oh. But oh. he didn't even understand what pleasure was until he returned back to his father. He had the demonic counterfeit. That's a major problem in the world right now is that the pleasures of the Father, the ecstasies of God, are unknown practically in Christianity. And so we're full of worldliness, alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs, sexual immorality, the pleasures of the flesh, and all kinds of foolishness, killing ourselves on darkness, all for a lack of revelation of divine pleasure. Divine pleasure is the Hebrew word Eden. The promised land is the Garden of Eden. Promised land is not the Book of Acts. The Church of Acts is not the promised land. Revival is not the promised land. The Garden of Eden is the promised land of the New Covenant. So you have to return to divine pleasure. Otherwise, you're going to have secret sin. You're going to have all kinds of problems because you're not in what God designed for you to live in for the satisfaction of your soul. <laughs> You'll be filling your soul with all kinds of stuff. And the religious spirit will come along and say, God doesn't have a superior pleasure. And so we're all getting the younger prodigal rebellion and older prodigal religion out of us by feasting at the Father's table. Come in my house and eat the fattened calf, eat the slaughtered goat, and learn who the Father is so you don't have to go to Satan anymore for any area of satisfaction. Mm. And we're all still in the process of doing that. And so you can say, mm. like the psalmist, all my fountains are in you. A simple way to uh, just take a personal measurement of yourself is just kind of sit and ask the Lord, talk to the Father about where He is in your heart, and you'll 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 see you'll see kind of like a list of things that are important to you, and uh, Father should be at the top of your list, and anything that's above Him is going to be those places that Brandon is talking about that need to be fed through the worldly ways. So as the Father rises up on that list to be the tippy top 
most important thing in all of our lives, the most important person in our heart, the most one that we're most in love with, all those other pleasures will mean nothing. They will be hindrances to getting as close as we can to the Father. It changes our whole um, it pl plan, our whole game plan. It's like, oh my gosh, all this stuff you realize one by one, just get them out of the way, quick, quick, let me get to the Father. So, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's the sin, the sin that we fall into is, um, I don't know how to explain it, but anyway, I'll just leave it at that. Father, if you, if you get Father at the top of our list, everything, everything mm -hmm. comes into divine order. Uh -huh. And what is the Garden of Eden? It's Jesus, the light of life. Yes. And so the apocalypse or unveiling of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus Christ, is the progressive expansion of his light inside your heart and your mind getting the overflow from the heart. <laughs> The mind is renewed mm -hmm. through the heart. Mm -hmm. The mind doesn't get anything first. Later on, you understand. He says, right now, you're getting it into your heart. <laughs> Later on, you'll get it into your head. But right now, the <laughs> important thing is that you take it right into your spirit, the treasures of the Word of God, and they will burn in you, and they'll grow up 30, 60, 100-fold. And later on, as it grows up in your heart, then it hits the brain. Brain gets it last. In the fallen world, the brain gets it first so that everyone's a control freak. That's called sorcery. In the kingdom of heaven, everyone's a heart freak, which is called righteousness, which is practicing the love of God. <laughs> righteousness is, pr is practicing love. Divine love is true righteousness. Righteousness is simply God's love. Now, God's love is so intense, and it's, even though it is, it sounds like a simple concept, mm -hmm. God is love, it's a very, very dynamic experience, because it's the glory, it's his brightness, it's the light of life, God is love, God is wisdom, <laughs> and so as you're learning how to love, which is practice righteousness, the leadership of your life is going from head to heart. And you know what? You can grow in humi humility where leadership goes from heart to roots, the roots of David. There is a humility even lower than the heart, lower still, going deeper in the depths of the bright morning star that's risen in your heart. So your mind realizes the bright morning star, 2 Peter 1.19. And through the bright morning star, Revelation 22, you have what's called the roots of David. The seven spirits of God. And in the seven spirits of God, you go down through the core of the earth into the first man's abode. And you live out of the belly of the earth. That's why Jesus said he's coming like a thief in the night. Is he coming from below? He didn't just say he was coming from above. He did say he was coming from above. 
But he also said he was coming from below. Why? Like the days of Noah, the fountains of the great deep broke up and burst forth and the heavens opened and the storehouses opened and the rains began to fall. So he's coming from above and below. He's coming from the belly of the earth and he's raining from the sky, both with the glory of God through your hearts perfected in Christ. It rains because he reigned in you. It springs because he springs in you. Not one thing happens in the external realm unless it happens through man and woman first. Religion is the practice, the external realm. So the fallen angels take the spirit realm of those bewitched. But when you have your own internal realm, the bowels of compassion up into the mind of Christ and Christ fully formed in you, you have taken the heavens and the earth internally in the secret stairway of the heart, in the plumbing of the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's how we get our universe back. <laughs> mm. wow. So we're, tra we're training thieves in the night. Wow. You're breaking yeah, up. love. What's that? Love. I heard her. Okay. Love. Love kills demons and resurrects the human soul. So it's automatic as you just let the river of life flow through you. You don't do anything. You just surrender your mind to Christ's river and let whatever he's doing pour out of your mouth. <laughs> super easy, super light. Now, dealing with demons, we've had a tremendous experience with that over the years. And we've been mostly a deliverance ministry. So I'm telling you, don't be distracted by the demons. They want to, you to pay attention to them. It's a waste of time. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. When your eyes are on Jesus, he expands in your heart and through your soul and pushes them out. If Jesus isn't expanding in your spirit through your soul then it's just trying to deal with things tormenting you on the outside. That's not deliverance. That's wasting your life fighting spiritual warfare. You're not supposed to be fighting spiritual warfare like that. You're supposed to be growing the seeds of the Word of God. You're called Amen. the garden works. You're not called the spiritual warfare. You're called to be gardeners. My Father is a gardener, Jesus Christ, Book of John. Sons and daughters are gardeners. You're called to grow the seed. So as the seed of the word grows up in your heart, it pushes out the lies. Every lie is a demon. Every truth is an angel. So if you have demons instead of angels, it's because it's a lack of the word in your spirit, a lack of seed in the soil of your heart. So put 10,000 hours of Bible in your spirit and no lie, no demon will ever torment your soul. It's impossible. There'd be nowhere for them to move in you. Just all truth growing up in your soul. Check out RLM Bible, redletterman.com. RLM Bible. You can listen to that all night. Put that on. Let it go in your spirit while you're sleeping, while you're making your coffee in the morning. Yeah, so drunk. It's like possessed by the Spirit of God. It, it plays totally the exact is. right chapter at exact right time. 
it, it totally will like get you it's got yeah it, it'll get you like right in the middle of something it'll like whack you with revelation it's so good well here's the totally verse anointed. joshua one joshua and caleb inheriting the promised land what did the angel of the lord say to joshua was the key to inheriting the promises meditate on the word day and night that was it that's mm -hmm. all he told him to do is to meditate on the word of god day and night and he repeated himself meaning in order to enter the promised land the word of god has to be formed in your heart in your soul in your mind and your strength it has to be made your flesh the word is the habitation of the glory of god the word is the container of god the father himself in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and god sent his word into the earth and by his word, the worlds were created. And he sustains the universe by his most powerful word. Hmm. That same word grows up inside your heart and becomes the very container or the realm of glory. You live not in the glory realm. You live in the word of God. The word is the glory. You're just inside the words that God spoke, experiencing his spirit because you believe the word. Amen. You are the seed inside the seed. That's the real fractal. <laughs> the word is an endless discovery, too. And the stronger and purer and sharper the two-edged sword of the word of God that's coming forth from the heart out of intimate relationship with God the Father, the more the realm of heaven will wrap around you as you receive the word. So we're coming into the time of the seven thunders where people will hear the Father through the sons and it will consume their souls and rapture them into heaven. I mean, literally Amen. raptured oh. in angelic ecstasy because the word is so perfected in our spirit, soul, mind, and bones. <laughs> Amen. The seven deadly thunders, new season coming out, mm -hmm. 2020. Amen. This fall. Seven X's. <laughs> I cannot wait for the next season. It's going to be fire. Seven raptures of God. Seven deadly thunders. New season, new episode. Oh, yeah, Meliodas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Glory. something something i found that really perfects the word being formed in you something that i just have to do recently is when i'm reading the bible out loud read it like i'm reading it to the rest of the body of christ like because mm -hmm. we're all intricately connected read it and pour forth the word like waterfalls into the entire body of christ because that's what the word is the word is christ who is selfless love and that will perfect you into that same exact image when you let when you let Christ flow through you like that, it gets you so high. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good word. Just letting it pour out of you, not even necessarily reading it because you need it. Letting well, you do need it, but you read it and let it pour through you. <laughs> that, that's so interesting. I was, uh, I was. Where was I? Somewhere, somewhere today. And I felt my heart being pulled towards you, Jake. And then my mind went to me laying on the floor outside your room, listening to you oh. read the word. Whoa. And I had forgotten oh, yeah. all about that moment, 
but it came Whoa. to my it came to my remembrance today. Um, wonderful time that was. Don't even know why I was there or what the heck was going on, but I remember <laughs> hearing hearing you read the word was so ministering. So wow. that's so cool. Wow, yeah, that's what real ministry is. Ministry is 24-7, continually your spirit doing works. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Amen. Thank you. Like Anna in the temple, ministering in yeah. the temple day and night. Having the time of her life. Wait, waiting, waiting for the promises. You guys got the best job, called to be a royal priesthood. Mm -hmm. Amen. Some of you will do it full time in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. And it shall not be taken from you. Amen. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Can I speak in tongues over you guys? Uh, your audio is really broken up, like there's something wrong with your microphone. Oh, never mind. I'll do it quietly. Yeah, our spirits can receive it as you pray in the spirit. Bless you, Trilla. Holy. Glory. Hallelujah. It's so interesting. You know, we've been prophesying the tale of two cities for a, a couple of years. And this year has been the best of times and the worst of times. It's so interesting that the plague and the pestilence go before him. You know the verse? <laughs> plague and pestilence go before him. And I was listening to a David Wilkerson prophecy from like 1998, I believe. We shared it on Facebook. And David Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge, you know where I got saved and spent two years from 99 to 2001. He said that there will be a great pandemic. There will be a global pandemic and it'll be really severe and afterwards would come the greatest revival of all time. And so we're growing in the spirit to the place of maturity. And, you know, Jesus dealt with this too as he grew in the glory. You know, Luke 2 says Jesus grew. So when he was growing in the glory, the response to his glory growth, people were growing in confusion. There was rioting. There was uprising. The Gospels talk about false messiahs appearing and saying, I'm the one, and 138 of them crucified. And all this crazy, bizarre chaos. The things of Herod killing all the babies. None of this stuff has ever been done before. The chaos around the Messiah's life is so severe. But this is exactly the same because the Messiah is rising in his people. The second coming is the birthing of the Son of God through your spirit wombs. 
<laughs> Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking up into the sky? This same Jesus will come through you before he comes to you. He's coming through your wombs. He's coming through your spirit. Don't look up into the sky for his coming. He's coming right through your hearts. The King of glory, come out. Birth him. <laughs> and I found a sun verse I wanted to share with you. Uh, I thought, Brandon, you might find this one interesting. She who has borne seven languishes, she has expired. Her son has gone down while it was yet day. She has been put to shame, confounded and disgraced. And the rest of them I will deliver to the sword before their enemies, says the Lord. Mm. Mm. You know, it also says, I believe, four times between Acts and Paul's epistles that I've endured great rioting. So a sign of the apostolic anointing, according to Acts and Paul's epistles, is great rioting. <laughs> the rioting of this summer, I believe, is greater than the Vietnam War. During the Vietnam War, they didn't burn down 172 buildings in Minneapolis like they did this summer's rioting. They burned down 172 buildings between Minneapolis and St. Paul. Nothing like this has ever happened in the history of humanity, that there are so many cities rioting, burning down buildings, chaos, confusion everywhere. Why? Because you are birthing the Messiah. It's all because of the Messiah. It has nothing to do with Satan. Satan is the one responding to God's people, releasing the glory from inside their hearts. You see the same responses in the first century as you see now in the 21st century to the anointing pouring through human vessels. But this is the grand finale. This is the last chapters of the book of Acts. I believe it. And God has predestined and foreordained many of you to be written in those chapters. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right there in the Word. It just took you know, Brandon to see it and speak it. It's right there in black and white. It's amazing. So true. You know, people think that uh, all this good stuff is the confirmation of someone walking in the true power of God, but the gospel in Acts really says where everywhere Paul and Barnabas went, it was total freaking chaos, rioting. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people going nuts, just losing their minds. You know, they go one moment, the gods have come down in the likeness of men. Paul, they called Hermes. Barnabas, they called Zeus. The next moment, they stoned them, and they thought they were dead. Praising them as gods, within a few minutes, stoning them as criminals. I'm telling you Man. guys, that is the response to the glory of God in a people that have no foundation, that don't know what's going on. Their souls are just getting whacked by light. And so 
there has been a refinement. This was thousands of years ago, and we have the documents so we can understand wisdom through past experiences in church history. But now, this glory has built a foundation in the Spirit that cannot be shaken. This foundation is 2,000 years old. The Spirit has been working constantly since Pentecost. Seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth, Revelation 5, 6, working throughout all the earth, everywhere that people would yield their hearts. So that there is a work in the nations, a sure foundation that is built to sustain the entirety of God the Father's throne on earth as it is in heaven. That's what's going to come down, but it's really going to come up out of you, is the Father's throne. And it says in Revelation, and the throne of God was now with men. This isn't some just big mother of pearl coming out of the sky. This is the purification of your heart to be a pearl that releases the brightness of the Father's throne from within your heart. <laughs> it costs you every bit of religious hypocrisy, every bit of control, and years of blindness years of blindness walking by faith not by sight years of blindness where you just are out of control not knowing what's going to happen years to be a disciple of the kingdom to become these kinds of pearls that we need to be for the father's throne to come through us that's the price many leaders have already paid to be leaders in this great revival And God knows each of them by name, and he's moving them right where he wants them right now. There's a positioning for release of his power that makes the book of Acts look like nursery in contrast. <laughs> when he saved the best wine for last, it's the best power for last as well. The best signs and wonders for last as well. The best miracles and healings creative miracles, painting on body parts, anything your mind can imagine, all things are possible for those who believe. That scripture will be fulfilled by thousands of mostly youth that believe God can do anything with the physical manifest glory cloud that will appear through their hearts. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, afraid to lose uh, family and friends mm. this yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've lost my family and friends multiple times and haven't really gained much back, to be honest with you. So it's really extremely costly to walk in the glory of God. I, out of all my family, there's only one that even tolerates our ministry and, and our ministry of the glory. So it's a, you can't serve God and family. Who is my family, Jesus said, those who do the will of my Father in heaven. He was disowning his own mother and brothers and sisters when they came to take him away in the scriptures. That is a step, and it's a very difficult step that you have to yeah. overcome gently out of love with family members because they are the biggest obstacle for your destiny. <laughs> they, will, they will completely destroy your destiny if you submit to family instead of God. Amen. 
Especially yeah. if you are unequally yoked to a spouse. That would just completely quench. And that's what's really shut down thousands of people's destinies is to get them yoked up with a religious spirit and a person that won't grow in the glory. And it just completely stifles the ministry and the calling. That's why Jesus Christ said, in my second coming, two will be lying in bed, one taken, one remain. I will not tolerate unequal yokes. I will not tolerate your religious laws. I don't even tolerate your legal agreements that you think are righteous in your eyes in the natural realm. God's laws are based on the glory of his love that fulfill his purposes on earth. Very, very different than man's laws. Very high. And so be prepared for all kinds of stuff to get torn up and burned away. I mean, I believe there will just be complete mass separation. This glory will come so strong that the wheat will be separated from the tares, the sheep from the goats, the wise from the foolish, so fast. And it'll be such a chasm between the wise and foolish, those who have developed Satan's seed and those who have developed Christ's seed. Listen, those that have been around the glory of God and the speaking of the word of God are held accountable first. A lot of people haven't even heard the news of the glory, the knowledge of the glory. Those that soften their hearts and receive it will be saved. Those who harden their hearts and reject it will be doomed with the fallen angels. Wow. So it's a tough such a subject to deal with family members because I love my brothers and sisters. I'm the <laughs> oldest of five and I, they're, I love them so much, but they are just pagans, just total anti-Christ and practically communist. And you just can't listen to a single lying word out of their mouths. And I'll just, I straight up tell them that all the time. And they get so angry at me. And I mean, I've tried everything to save them. Everything. They've seen me delivered out of drugs. They've seen my brain come back out of being permafried on acid. They've seen my whole transformation at Bible college and my ministry grow over the years. They're all without excuse. And they just harden their hearts continuously. So you have to have the attitude of, if you're not going to be changed by all the glory that's been revealed to you, you have to let him go. Noah, just let him go. I did everything I could for you out of God the Father in me for years as a witness of his glory and his power. And you still don't believe. You know, Jesus said, just shake the dust off your feet. It'll be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than Capernaum on that day. He's talking about even his hometown. It would be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than Nazareth. I mean, these people would rejected the glory and the love of the Father. So terrible judgment came upon them. And terrible judgment will come upon those that reject him in his second coming. The diaspora of 70 AD, when Titus of Rome sacked Jerusalem and crucified every man woman and child in that city and there was no survivors killed every single one the streets ran with blood up to your knees true story for everyone that rejected the messiah and the christians were warned by prophets ahead of time and had already fled the region
What do you think will happen to those that reject him when he comes as a lion? That was the result of those who rejected the lamb. Those that reject the lion will be in the eternal torment of the fallen angels forever. It's very serious stuff, especially it gets more and more serious. Even though it's more fun in the glory, the severity of the glory, the judgment is thousands of times more severe than lower levels of Christianity. <laughs> People get a taste of judgment and they get freaked out and they back off from the glory and go into safer places of lesser glory and lesser anointings that are not safer at all, just more snakes, more lukewarmness, more compromise. God forbid, I want to boldly approach the throne of grace and live in the holy of holies, in the fullness of his fire. I don't care what burns, and we have to have that attitude. Burn everything that can burn. Test me in fire continuously, head to toes, in every room of my soul, for the full possession of God the Father. May that be every single one of your attitudes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. That's good. Yay. Amen. Glory. Dear Father. See, when you hear stuff like that, like, now you guys are just even more precious to me. <laughs> like, I know oh, most God. of you are still strangers to me, but I don't know. You're very precious to me, too. Mm. Bless you, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda. Bless you. That, that's a beautiful thing. The, the winds that turn our hearts away from us. The Lord adds on to us people whose hearts are turning towards the Lord. So we discover our true family, which it's, 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 an, it's, it's hard to explain the beauty of finding somebody that you have known for eternity and you didn't know you had them and there's your sister, you know? So yeah, it's beautiful. It's Can beautiful. I... Mm. Can I share a little something about, about that? Mm -hmm. um, God took me through an experience and it's really, it's really two trees in the garden. You either serve man or you serve God. And it, and it is, it is cut and dry right there. God took me into the ex experience where when I left my hometown um, to come to Minneapolis and I didn't even know I was coming to Minneapolis when I left, but the demons and the angels knew and my mom freaked out, used all kinds of manipulation, cried, um, tried to use self-pity, all sorts of things. It was, a, it was an ugly mess. Um, but God took me into this experience where I was in a trance one day. And I, he, the fa Father God threw me like a spear into my mom's heart to, to see if I could rescue her. And he threw me like a spear into her spirit. And I was face to face with Satan inside of her body, telling Satan to go and asking my mom, if she would let me remove Satan from her body. Um, my mom pushed me out of her body in the trance, looked me in the eyes and started trying to use all these, this, this isn't a vision, but it was very, very real. It was actually happening in the spirit. And my mom looked me in the eyes and tried to use anything she could, but I'm your mom, but I'm your, and, I, and it came to a place where I realized my mom was not going to let me remove Satan from her soul. And in the trance, I was deep in a trance, but my spirit, and it was the spirit of the Lord, came up out of me and said right into her eyes, I will kill you. If you don't let me remove Satan from your heart, I will also kill you. And you have to be able to come to that place 
you have to be able to come to that place. Otherwise, Satan still has something inside of you. Otherwise, you still serve man to some degree. And that sounds harsh and intense, but it is right there. It is right down the line, right there. <laughs> and only the Spirit of the Lord can do that through you. It's none of your own judgment in your mind about what you, who you think is righteous and who you think is unrighteous. It has nothing to do with your brain. It's your brain entirely surrendered to the Lord's judgments through you because his judgments are right and true and entirely just. And so we're learning to trust our mind fully to his judgments, fully to his throne, that whatever comes out of his mouth is perfect and we don't add anything to it and we don't take away anything from it because he's perfect. Amen. I ended up finding his mom in the spirit realm sometime this year and his dad and lecture. I made them sit down at a table, <laughs> listen, and I opened up a closet and showed them all their dirty socks, a giant room full of dirty laundry. And I started washing their socks while I was talking to them and basically just lecturing them. <laughs> while I was I was showed them all their I dirty laundry his mom in the and started washing sometime it. This year. We were talking and stuff. So. God keeps coming. He's not given up on anyone yet, but that's that's why what Jake said, you have to trust God with that severity because that's the severity that's necessary. That, you know, maybe the second time, third time, fourth time, with that severity of the Lord, someone could come around. Yeah. They could come around. Love never gives up. Yeah. Love mm -hmm. fights till mm -hmm. the very end. God will be continually pouring out grace on someone till their dying breath. Grace is the judgment. That perfect grace allows them perfect choice that if they want God, they can have him to the very dying breath. Yeah. And that's why it's so dangerous, like what Jake was saying. If he had been in people-pleasing mode with his mom, oh, no, it's my mom, you know, in his heart towards her, that would actually be sinning against her and hurting her to yeah. keep her from salvation because it would make her comfortable in her sin. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that that's would have to be hating her. And not loving yeah. her. Yeah. Thank Confer you, Jake, for sharing that. Thank you, Rebecca. Of Jesus and Satan through every spirit. So there's yeah. only two cities here. The city of Jesus, New Jerusalem, and the city of Satan, Sodom, where our Lord was crucified. The Jerusalem above and the Jerusalem below. So these two cities are passing through every single spirit right now. That's what heaven sees what's yeah. coming through your hearts jesus saw what was in their hearts he saw the pharisees were an open grave hell hell came right through their spirit they were bringing hell to earth so there are multitudes through religion that bring hell to earth and we're learning how to bring heaven to earth through the same spirit through the same portal man's spirit was designed to conduct heaven the fall was man's spirit conduct the, conducted the serpent conducted death so instead of the kingdom of heaven coming through man's spirit the kingdom of hell came through man's spirit that's the curse of the fall so you're joined to the Lord and now your spirit and you're learning how to bring through your spirit all of heaven Luke 17 21 the kingdom of heaven is inside you in your spirit and through your soul. So these two cities are at war. And the city of Satan pretends to be the city of God. I mean, religion is the external realm of man's false goodness. And 
Satan is the most perfect Christian, the most perfect prophet you've ever seen. Oh, the perfect preacher, the perfect teacher. He is the best Christian in every denomination of Christianity. In every <laughs> sect of Christianity, there's a hundred thousand of them. Satan is the most perfect one in each one of those systems made by human beings that call themselves Christianity. Where we begin to sift out the snakes and where we're going, up the mountain of glory, meaning the standard would be such a brightness through our hearts that the snakes can't fake it through the false brethren down in the valley of the shadow of death anymore. Mm -hmm. So they can't even hide inside hearts manifesting hell, Phariseeism, whitewashed tombs. The tomb is being exposed through human hypocritical spirits that are not circumcised of heart at all. <laughs> Even many who mean to speak for God and mean to speak the truth are completely walking in the false prophetic of Jezebel worldwide. You know, it's 850 to 1. That's an mm -hmm. accurate number right now of what you're dealing with in the realms of Christianity that embrace the prophetic. I'm not even talking about the evangelicals. I'm talking about people that come into charismatic activity and embrace the prophetic. You are dealing with 850 false to every one true. Because there is only one that's true. Do you understand that yet? There's only one prophet here. Jesus in you. And if that same spirit of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, is not coming out of a person's innermost being, it's false 100% of the time. And almost no sects of prophetic Christianity understand that yet. And they tolerate that woman Jezebel in a false prophetic whore of Babylon. Amen. False prophetics Amen. everywhere. Mm -hmm. People just prophesying out of their brain, out of their imagination. Yeah. Listen, you need to speak out of the river. Listen, the voice of the river was Elijah. That's what Jesus Christ said. He was the Elijah that was to come, and he spoke from the river. Where's the river? Out of your belly flows rivers, John 7, 38 of the Holy Ghost. Anyone who speaks out of their head is a false teacher and a false prophet. The true utterance and the oracle of God is those who've sacrificed their heart and speak out of their belly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Our intelligence is zero in the flesh, which is the brain. 100% mm -hmm. in the spirit, which is the seven spirits of God. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord blazing through our hearts. That's God's soul. The Father is our intelligence. You have the Father in you. And what did Jesus say? He does all the works. He says all the prophecies. So that I only say what I hear my Father speaking. Or the Lion of the tribe of Judah is able to open the seven seals. Which is speak through your hearts again. So you're not locked in your heads in religion. This is the place of death and religion if you're locked in your brain. Zero accuracy, 
No matter how good it looks on the outside, you have lying signs and wonders. You have all kinds of gifts that are irrevocable. Not a single drop of it matters unless it comes out of your innermost being. Mm -hmm. That way, you'll never labor in vain and you'll never speak falsely and you'll gain true rewards in heaven. And there's the false prophet here with us now resisting these words as I'm even speaking them to you. I can feel the resistance in the spirit. Mm. <laughs> loose it's a whole realm it's the whole natural realm of the outside of man it's not just one spirit it's a it's the principality of everyone deceived and bewitched externally so this isn't something you can cast out of someone it's a whole system of false christianity lady babylon that has to sink in the living waters as we rise Amen. <laughs> yeah. Is that Bob, such a Bob Jones had the, the prophecy that I just listened to before I came on. And he said that the prophecy will be spoken so clearly through the prophets throughout the whole world that everyone will be saying the same exact thing. And, and I understand why. It's because they're speaking from that same place. There's only one Jesus. There's only one spirit of prophecy. If anyone's speaking outside of the spirit of prophecy, they're outside of Jesus. And what is the common characteristic? Not a single one knows him on the inside. Every single one of them's bewitched. What is bewitchment? Jezebel. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a few uh, people that are watching. I'm not sure what people they are. I wasn't able to see, but I want to release this word to them because they're separate from the ones who are resisting the message. But they're a little confused. You're on the right path. This is a word for a couple of people watching right now. Your heart, when Brandon just released those words, your heart began to hurt. And a religious demon came to you and started saying, accusing you, like, well, now you're the false prophet in this and you're worrying about your, you're starting to go on that path of worry. We break that off right now in Jesus' name. Don't worry, like, if you felt pain in your heart from that, that's actually the sword. It's cutting away those lies, it's actually hurting the demons. And hurting the fallen angels that you had inside you don't let them lie to you and say that you're stuck on some path to become a false prophet and you can't be saved that's not true this word that he's releasing is actually setting you free and that's just a demon's resistance there that's the sword it's cutting it away so just relax rest don't believe the lie believe that the truth the word that he's speaking now of christ inside him is setting you free and just rest in it let it cut <coughs> The most dangerous thing is that we got into spiritual things outside of our own spirit. He says he's the door to the Father. How did you get into the things of the Spirit without going through your spirit? You're a thief and a robber, a practitioner of magic arts still outside the city gates. The city gates are right here. This is your spirit right here. You bring your brain, your mind, your conscience right down into your spirit and you baptize your own brain in the river of life until your whole natural man and natural senses are controlled by the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit himself will burn through your five natural senses. And that's just the mm -hmm. beginning of sanctification. And even then you'll have inaccuracies at times. <laughs> And the purification is extensive, refined seven times into pure gold until the Father can accurately speak His word through your heart 
without resistance of the external world. Oh. Amen. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Whoa. Prophets have blind spots, and every prophet is in different levels of maturity. Jesus Christ said, Prophets prophesy in part, but then we shall know face to face. Face to face is sonship. That's a different type of prophetic altogether. Not mm -hmm. use, not prophesying out of a gift, but from the very throne of God and the seven blazing torches out of New Jerusalem. Promised land voice, seven thunders. And so the prophetic is being updated and upgraded to being the proclamation of the promised land from the Garden of Eden of what's available to come up higher, which is very hard for people that have a gift because the charismatic church is a multi-billion dollar industry and these gifts are amazing. And the gifts often don't lead to the giver. They lead to the gifted ones. And so that's why we really got to become fools for Christ's sake because the greatest gift is the river. But how often do you hear people preaching and teaching in the river and let the river take you all the way up to the throne? It's practically unknown in Christianity because then you wouldn't need the gifted ones anymore. You'd only need God the Father. That's what's really scary about all the gifts that God has given to men, that they'll often pull you off to the sides of the banks and you never even rise all the way to God the Father. Yeah, I've dealt with so it true. by the hundreds in the charismatic church. So true. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a right on word. Burn yeah. your gifts on the altar of gold. Mm -hmm. Gifts are garbage. First Corinthians 13 says, Gifts shall all be done away with when love comes. What is mm -hmm. love? The river. The river. The true prophetic is the spirit of Elijah, the voice of many waters, the voice of many rivers. All this other stuff is just irrevocable gifts given to people to help people to get into the river, to get into mm -hmm. the true prophetic of Elijah that will, what? Restore the children to the Father. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. The whole mm -hmm. meaning of life and why you are here mm -hmm. is to restore you through the river, through the prophetic, into the Father, into the fullness of His glory, inside and outside, but inside mm -hmm. first has to be inside first, otherwise it'll just be total whitewashed tomb activity. Yeah. Problem is, is when you're getting on the inside, you look bad on the outside and everyone starts persecuting you to pull you back from internal sanctification, so few press into it. <laughs> but those that do are the true 24 elders around his throne. Gideon's 300 in the government of God, and that's what must be formed first. Yeah. That's our job. Yeah. And we've had experience with every principality that exists to oppose the true elders of the new Israel and the new Jerusalem. And that priceless experience is rich, rich, ruby wisdom. Amen. And it will get everybody up into the high place out of mm -hmm. all Jezebel in Proverbs 7. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory. <laughs>